Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's Money Talking from WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. In the final days before next week's midterm elections, there have been a series of alarming news stories that have grabbed our attention before we head to the ballot box. In particular, the shooting in Pittsburgh last weekend. There's also been something else that might affect people's decision-making. We know that people tend to vote their pocketbook, and in the past few weeks, the stock market has been pretty unsettling. Worldwide stocks are set for their worst month in some three years. Markets taking on water from all sides. It's worst one-day sell-off in more than seven years. Since 2009, U.S. markets have been steadily climbing to record highs with just the occasional bobble along the way. That is until now. October is looking to be one of the worst months since the financial crisis 10 years ago. This despite healthy economic growth and a nearly 50-year unemployment low. So what's going on and should we be worried? With me is Heather Long. She's an economics correspondent for The Washington Post. Heather, good morning. Good morning. So, you know, there have been ups and downs in the markets over the last year, but this last month has been really not a good one. How do you account for that change? It's definitely unsettling. I cover this stuff, and even I find myself looking at some of these days when you have a market that's down 500 points. It does look pretty scary, but you always have to ask yourself whenever you see these stock market slides or dips or whatever you want to call them, has something totally changed about the economy? Is the underlying economy still healthy? And at the moment, a lot of parts of the U.S. economy look pretty good. So then what's going on if if it is so volatile? We're basically peaking. A lot of investors and economists think that this is as good as it gets. So it feels really good. A lot of people have jobs right now. Unemployment is low. We're finally starting to see some halfway decent wage gains. Growth is doing well. But people in the market are saying, wait a minute, if this is the peak, then how is Facebook or Walmart or McDonald's or pick your favorite company, how are they going to make more money next year than they made this year? And that's why you're starting to see some people reassess if those stock prices should be quite so high. When you consider we've had these steady increases in the markets, could this recent volatility and the sell-offs, could you say that it's kind of expected? We are in an unprecedented situation in the United States because we're in the second longest expansion ever that we've had in, in modern U.S. history. At the same time, we've never had something where a president has come in like President Trump and put all this stimulus through the tax cuts and through more military spending and more domestic spending. They pumped all this extra money in the economy at a time when unemployment was already super low by historical standards. So we've juiced an already hot economy. And there's really no model for that in economics. No country's ever done that. Usually the government intervenes when there's a crisis or when there's a problem or when there's a recession to try to revive the economy. They don't usually try to, quote, revive it when it's already doing well. And so people just aren't sure. Are we going to go really hot and then totally crash? Or are we going to be able to steadily glide back to a more normal situation? A big part of this could be the Federal Reserve, which has been slowly raising interest rates. Do you think that this is having an effect? It's definitely having an effect. Basically, there's several key factors right now that have become headwinds that are likely to make it harder for companies to grow more in the future. And as the Fed raises interest rates, that makes it more expensive to potentially get a mortgage for your home or to get a personal loan to start your own business, or it makes it more expensive for McDonald's or Apple to go out and borrow more money in the market. At the same time, the Federal Reserve is saying, look, (laughs) 
interest rates are still incredibly low by historical levels. You can talk to your grandparents uh, who rem- certainly remember the 1970s, early 1980s when interest rates were 15% or higher. So we're clearly not back to anything remotely like that. However, as those rates go higher, people are reassessing how it could potentially be a drag on the economy, particularly next year as we get close to about 3%. So we've basically seen markets rising since 2009, about 10 years worth of uh, healthy U.S. stock markets. For a lot of people who are now adults, they have only known a, a world where interest rates have been low and the stock market's been rising. Do people need to start reassessing their view of how things work? No. The stock market rewards optimists. Warren Buffett, one of the most famous investors in the world, makes this point constantly. Keep betting on America. Keep betting on the long run. There will be bobbles along the way. There will be dips. But the reality is, even if you were the biggest moron on the planet and put your money in the stock market, you know, right before the big crash in, in 2008, you would have earned your money back uh, within several years. And now, if you had kept your money in the market, you would be a very happy person who has a much bigger return than you would have had if you'd put your money in a bank account or if you put it you know, in a mattress. If you are a professional investor, like seeing the markets drop like this, you could have lost a lot of money. But I'm wondering if there's a positive in this for workers when the market is acting like this, that there could be a message that people who earn paychecks should take away from this volatility. One of the reasons that investors on Wall Street are thinking, gee, companies may not make as much money next year is because wages are finally starting to increase. So a perfect example a lot of people point to right now is that Amazon decision to raise their entry-level wage to $15 an hour. You know, I was out in Tennessee visiting one of their facilities a couple of weeks ago, and some of the people there I met were earning eleven fifty an hour. So they're very happy when tomorrow they go into work and they can sell suddenly earn 15 an hour. But that eats into some of the profits that these companies would have had. So in that sense, we're seeing a, finally a little bit of a shift from what has been a trend where most of the profits in the last decade have been going to shareholders, to Wall Street folks. We're starting to see a little bit, you might call it the crumbs or slightly bigger crumbs, going to, to working America. In the immediate future, though, is the election next week. How do you think the economy and the stock market will perhaps play out and how people decide to vote? It's interesting. The reason the economy is not the number one issue this year is because it's doing well. It's not the forefront of people's minds like it was even in 2016 and certainly in 2008 and 2014. So what we know is, for instance, Wealthy voters have long not had the economy at the top of their list. They often think of social issues. And we're starting to see the same thing for the middle class in this election, where because they feel more financially secure, they are much more focused on other issues this time around. Heather Long is an economics correspondent for The Washington Post. Heather, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 